1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Hi there, Chris Malone from the 98.5 KTK Morning Show. Here we go with your recap for Friday, August 4th, 2023. We talked first off about liquid nose jobs. And it's not like liquid paper per se, but uh, it's no big surprise that our lips and our noses are the two things on our face we dislike the most, and that's why we spend the most amount of time getting nose jobs and getting lip fillers. And I guess liquid nose job is kind of a combo of a rhinoplasty and um, a, a lip job um, because instead of going under the knife, they, uh, the, uh, uh, you actually get fillers placed into your nose, just below the skin. They're on the bridge to contour and shape, so you get uh, all the benefits of a nose job without the pain or the price of the surgery. And fillers can actually straighten out bumps, camouflage the uh, uh, things that are uh, not symmetric, and even perhaps fix a botched nose job itself. The effects, they last about a year. And the fillers will start to fade. It will kind of be absorbed into your body and metabolized, and you're all good there. It's not really a new procedure, but it's gained popularity over the years, considering mainly its price point. Uh, Getting a nose job anywhere between $800 and $1,300 with little to no pain, no wonder why liquid nose jobs are becoming more and more popular. Talked a bit about the National Emergency Alert Test that has been scheduled. Mark this one on your calendar, Wednesday, October 4th, unless there is severe weather On that day, the the government, FEMA and FCC, will conduct the emergency alert system nationwide, a test that will happen around 2.20 Eastern time or anywhere within the 30-minute window of that time. That means your phone will make that weird sound with the test. Here on the radio and on TV, you'll get that weird sound as well, just a kind of a heads-up on that one. School spending as uh, we head back into school, coming up on the 10th of August. That's when most schools will be back um, in our area. But the National Retail Federation says uh, it'll be the most expensive back to school shopping season on record, predicting Americans will spend $41.5 billion on school supplies. And that number is actually up from uh, 15% from last year. And while pricing for non-discretionary items like backpacks and clothing and shoes are actually down, school supplies themselves are up 20% from last year, which is interesting because inflation's back down to 3%. um, And... I, I, I guess the stuff was made when, when prices were higher, but that's why they're, they're saying that school supplies are going to be a lot more this year than they were uh, last year. That's not only going to put a squeeze in on you and I, it's going to put a squeeze on our teachers who historically spend at least $820 of their own money on school supplies and preparations for their students this year. And yes, the state does have a program that will reimburse student uh, uh, teachers, but, uh, that's up just to up to around three hundred dollars, and that's only on some items. So it's not even. I mean, it's a little bit. It helps, but it's one of these things. Especially as we meet our teachers and get ready to uh, send our kids back to school, um, most teachers, if not all, have some sort of a wish list that is up that will let them know uh, what they could use some help on, or you know, just kind of talk to them and say, "Hey, what do you need? Do you need wipes? You need paper? You need scissors? You need crayons? What do you need? I can help."
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Talked a bit
2: about uh, people who take their dogs on walks. Sometimes it seems the dog is taking the human for a walk, being tugged along. And that's actually some dangerous behavior. Not only is it, you know, can hurt you by pulling something out of joints, um, you're the one in charge, not the dog. And 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 we need to make sure that they understand that. And that's why there's a couple of things I wanted to share with you today on how to get your dog to quit pulling so hard on the leash. One of them is kind of simple. Uh, It's for you to, to stop your walk as soon as your dog begins pulling on the leash. You don't move it until they've created some sort of a slack. And this will eventually train them when they start feeling pressure on that neck collar or that chest collar, meaning that the leash is coming to the end, they know they need to stop and let you catch up. It's a good way to do it. And you can kind of uh, egg that along by giving them a little bit of retreat, at least in the be- uh, a treat in the beginning when they're learning this. Another one, which is interesting, is kind of along the same lines, but instead of stopping, you actually go another way as soon as the dog feels the tug of that leash. And this works in the same way, stating that anywhere that a dog thinks it wants to go, it's going to realize it can't go there. They're going to go the exact opposite way that they want to, and that should change the behavior. But probably the best thing to do is uh, kind of pre-exercise your dog if you can uh, maybe tossing the ball in the backyard or letting them do the zoomies inside or something to kind of burn some of the energy so that when you do go out on a walk, uh, they're not completely consumed with energy. They're going kind of calm down a little bit. And if all else fails, of course, hiring a professional dog trainer will help in that arena. Um, I really think that everybody should work retail or customer service at some time in their life, either in food prep, either like for me, I worked at, uh, at, at, the student loan marketing association known as Sally Mae. Um, I actually worked at Dairy Queen. It's my first paying job. Um, I'll never forget that because I remember getting a 35 cents an hour raise and I was like, what? My mother was all excited. Like, oh, you got a raise. I said, it's 35 cents. And I know even, you know, I don't know, 35 cents back in the, in the nineties was a big deal, but it really wasn't. <laughs> but in any case, um, Why I think everybody should work retail is there are a lot of habits that we do as customers that we don't know that we're doing is annoying, and they're not going to say anything because they don't want to get in any trouble. they got a job to do kind of thing. Um, But I can say it as a grown adult, and somebody has an opinion, I guess. (laughs) So I wanted to share this list with you uh, on the show, and I did. Number one on the list, believe it or not, the number one thing that the pet peeves of workers who work retail are people on their phone. From the checkout lanes to just meandering from aisle to aisle, we don't realize how loud we get when we're on the phone to the point where, you know, workers have got a job to do. Maybe they're listening for the radio or whatever. It's hard to concentrate when you're hearing kind of a conversation you really don't want to hear. So uh, they really say if it's a, you know, a a friendly conversation, maybe hold off on it until you're out of the store or if it's a call you cannot avoid um, and can't miss just to go outside to complete the call. I think that makes good sense. You know that sign, this is no food or drink? It's not there to look pretty. There's a reason why the retailer does not want food or drink in the store. And you may say, well, look, springing in a bottle of water, not a big deal. Well, it depends where you are because the water uh, bottle of water is still liquid, right? If you spill it on the floor, somebody could slip and fall, and then the store is liable for that, and we know how that goes. Or, and in, in to the point that you may spill the water on something. You may think it's just water, but on some delicate items, that could be a problem. So respect the sign is what they say here. Assuming you don't need an appointment for a service, like maybe getting your hair done or your nails done, uh, putting back clothes that aren't folded in it, returning used products are also big gripes from people who work retail. And then finally on the list were pets, where it is uh, for a while it was considered uh, you know, you just don't bring dogs or cats or any other pet into a store because People with allergies, sometimes dogs would leave messes, and even if your dog is okay with being around groups of people, unless you know the store specifically as a pet-friendly policy, it's probably best to keep them at home uh, when you're doing your shopping. And then finally, we learned why we love the smell of gasoline. Well, maybe not you per se, but a lot of people do. 43% of Americans say they like the smell of gasoline, but why? I mean, when you consider that, it's not really something healthy you should be smelling. I know people um, that get addicted to huffing gas, which is strange, but for me, you know, the longer I inhale the fumes, I get headaches, you can get nausea, you can get dizziness, and even at high levels, it can kill you. But why do we love it so much? Well, it's nostalgia to to cut to the chase, and it all comes down to one chemical that's added to gasoline— to improve its octane. It's called benzene, and it's a um, very—it's like patchouli. It has a very distinctive smell and is quite pungent. Um, And at one time, back in the 19th centuries, it was actually used as an ingredient in aftershaves and even feminine hygiene products. But more or less for you and I, it's the nostalgia of that particular smell of benzene when we went on road trips, when mom or dad were filling up the car— you know, uh, the, the gas fumes would, would leak their way into the car and you'd smell it. Or if you were like me having to cut the grass every week end from my summer break, you would have to fill up the, uh, the lawnmower with the gasoline and have that benzene smell or anything like that. Basically, it's nostalgia. That's why we love it so much. And it'll be kind of interesting as we wean our way off of gasoline if the next generation or two will have that rosy feel. The Smell of Gasoline. So there it is, the show for today, Friday, August 4th, 2023. Chris Malone here. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate any comments, feedback, or suggestions. You can email me at C-M-A-L-O-N-E
1: at odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.